Welcome to episode 40. Check out what we have in store for you this week. We've learned things about setting up websites, managing social media, editing, yeah. creating web- what to say and what not to say, you know. How like to that. decide to delete an episode after you've recorded it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Literally, communications course could be a thing. Like, no, I don't really. I don't think so. You probably should just you, skip You don't that think it fits? No. Nah. Yeah, you should probably skip that. They don't have a way of doing podcasting. I create the images because I love you, but it's a bad idea the other way around. So we we both have our responsibilities. Josh's stuff is great. My stuff, you don't need to see the things I wrote on napkins. Well, folks, we are both here, even though it might feel like I'm sitting around doing nothing at the moment. Uh, uh, Josh and I are back for another episode of the High Tech Podcast. We are going strong on season two. No cancellations yet. Yeah, right? They haven't axed us. Yeah. They haven't, our network that doesn't exist hasn't access. The hashtag no sponsors um, have not yeah, unsponsored us. no sponsor. Yeah. You know, I'm sure if NBC wanted to cancel us, they'd find a way. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's some truth. Like, they canceled Firefly. They can find a way to cancel us. Rest, yeah, I went there. Rest in peace. You, you, you went so hard. <laughs> with that one yeah every episode josh and i you know try and pass off who starts and all this other stuff and you know that's really only as effective as um us reading who's gonna be the opener so we always just have this moment at the beginning of an episode kind of looking at each other in zoom like quietly like you was it you was it me was he oh crap you're waiting for me to do it okay i'll go i mean it's it's not like we set up a system for this now it's not like there's literally a thing that tells us who the opener is for that episode i had scrolled down and like (laughs) completely lost it so you know it's me we're here it's fine Welcome back, folks. As always, now, or at least for the time being, we want to remind you all we have Twitter. We have a website. We have an email to find us in those places. Usually it's something like High Tech Pod or High Tech Podcast. Yeah. In the case of Twitter, High Tech Podcast. In the case of our website, High Tech Pod. Either way, you can find us. We're out there. We like we like to mix it up, you know? Like a marketing team would probably not be happy about the way we did it, uh, but we are. So yeah, I think High Tech Podcast was taken for the website or something. It, I forget. It, it definitely, it definitely was. It was it that was, was the worst part. We, we got the Twitter like that, no problem. But the the domain, yeah. you know, wasn't the available domain for us. somewhere out there. You own HighTechPodcast dot com or dot us, and we want it. Who on you? Give up, give up the domain and give it to us, or That's we will have NBC cancel you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have the power. We will send them for you. Yeah, 100%. Oh my gosh. Well, we're back. This is episode 40. We are stoked for this conversation today because, frankly, it's one of our favorites. It's something that we believe in, clearly. It's something that we do. It's a thing we do. Yeah. Uh, Josh, I think you said you've got it in a couple classes. I know I've advocated for it for years. Yeah. Yeah. That's simply enough. And the thing we're going to talk about is... (gasps) Podcasting video game oh that was that was another episode (laughs) darn it i mean that's Uh, another one of our favorite topics and we have been advocating for it for years yeah and we we talked about it in season one go check it out if you haven't listened to it boom boom yeah podcasting i mean josh what was what was your first podcast like when did you start doing it a year ago with me or like have you been listening to podcasts are you talking about like doing a podcast or listening podcast in general yeah listening yeah like okay i mean like doing a podcast it's this i've never done a podcast before yeah i've talked a lot you know, it's like, <laughs> no. I'd be like, I should have just recorded it. Um, like, so no, um, but I mean, like I've listened to podcasts for years up to this point. I mean, like it's, I feel like it's not a thing that's unique anymore. Like everybody listens to podcasts now. Uh, like it's, it's, it's as thing. unique as someone coming up to you and be like, dude, I've heard of this new thing. 
it's all the rage. It'll get so many people into our school. We should do a MOOC. It's like, <laughs> um, maybe that died in 1999 when they tried it the first time. Yes. Yeah, no. So, I mean, podcasts have been around for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, my first ever podcast that I listened to. I really can't remember what it was. Uh, it was something on Apple, because that's where podcasts pretty much only existed <laughs> early on in the early days. Right, unless you got um, them, like, peer-to-peer, like, shared them between people. Yeah, and then, like, I really got into it through nerddom. Um, like, I got into nerdy Marvel podcasts and um gaming podcasts and you know all those fun things and also like theology and you know stuff like that you know i didn't know they were podcasts at the time but they're podcasts um yeah this is kind of i don't know that's my realm but this is the first one i've ever actually like done Uh, other than like i have i think i've done something similar in a class activity once a long time ago like i feel like somewhere in college i did a podcast project thing yeah yeah, I, I love it. I love doing it. I think this is like a fun activity where you and I know, like we've learned things about setting up websites, managing social media, editing, yeah. creating web- what to like, say and what not to say, you know, how, like that. <laughs> how to decide to delete an episode after you've recorded it, like how to, st- <laughs> yeah. how to decide when to stop recording. Um, I feel like we've learned more of what not to do. Oh, yeah. You know, like we haven't quite found the right thing yet, but we found what all the other options we don't want to do are. Well, and I also Um, I've also been pretty like, I guess, astounded by like talking to peers and stuff who podcast to find out that really everybody's making it up unless you're like corridor crew right they've probably got a huge team at this point or like they all yeah. know well what i mean they're, they're not like a podcast they create legitimate videos well and uh, media yeah they have a podcast they literally do a podcast on top of all the billion other things that they do right or joe rogan yeah. you know joe rogan's got a crew he's got to have a crew or something like but you know talking to irv like when glenn irvin when we spoke with him a couple of episodes ago i think now at this point finally it's coming out um <laughs> you know they they had their own method of just getting it done when he started his podcast and and other things like that so it's it's pretty uh interesting that most folks who get into this just figure it out there's always some sort of yeah. somebody pays for a software or you get a free free software it's it's not a big deal i know what i i was thinking about this though and why i asked you about that is i didn't realize that i had I had participated in podcasting as a, like a 13 or 14 year old. I had a, uh, an anime website that I was a part of. We had a forum. And at that time of my life, we decided to make a radio show for the, uh, for the forum. Literally. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That, like everybody now has a picture of what little will looks like in high school. Yeah. Um, Just take the like glasses. I didn't have and glasses. it's not, it's not a flattering one. When you say <laughs> I started an anime website, and then we started a radio show. Like it was uh yeah. But we did we did news about the It'd forum. be super cool now. Like if you did that now, oh you'd be God. the coolest person ever. <laughs> That's amazing. You're right. Today if I did that, it might make money. Like today we rule the world. That'd be the coolest podcast ever. There's also a billion of them now. You were you were an early adopter. Well, and it was meant for our community, right? So we did like we, like we ran forums and stuff. So we'd be like, Hey, next week we're going to launch this new feature in the forum. And Oh, you know, next month we're starting an RPG. If you want to join, like that was the stuff we were talking. And then like we've added XYZ episodes to the website and it was, it was something else, but then I didn't touch it for, for 15 years. You know what I mean? Like I did that like in middle school, high school for a minute 
and then we only just started this in 2020 so it was it was quite some time between that but uh yeah, I've, I've loved this it's been a fun fun practice now besides our you know storytelling about it like podcasting i think for an educational purpose serves a couple of um you know values to your classroom like of course it should first and foremost come back to your outcomes what are you trying to teach your students like i would say if you're trying to teach your students i don't know welding a podcasting activity might not be effective i i don't know maybe but yeah i don't i have a hard pressed time to figure out how it would be uh but i'm sure you know if you could make the maybe case you could make you the find case. a way to make but like, that work i don't know a literature course doesn't seem too hard to come up with a podcast idea for that for like an academic purpose mm-hmm theology course you know uh, you know an engineering communications course, course. literally uh, communications course could be a thing like no i don't really i don't think so you probably should just it, skip you don't that think it fits one. nah yeah you should probably skip that they don't have a way of doing podcasting uh engineering maybe maybe not right like engineering you need to focus on whatever you do and engin- i don't know physics something well we know nothing about those topics but it's very clear quickly on this podcast that we have no idea what a topic's about like it's like we start talking, we're like, oh yeah, we don't really know what that is. Uh, whatever you guys do, what, whatever engineers stuff, like with pencils, you and things I, you get uh, pe- with pencils and graphic paper. I guess that's all they got, right? That's oh, their thing. I don't know. That's the graphic pencils, pencil paper yeah. thing. But uh, anyway, yeah, no, like yeah, go for it. Uh, like yeah, I mean, like it's it's a it's a creative avenue. Uh, to create kind of an activity through it. I think it can fit in a lot of different places. So, like, you and I are talking about this. I uh, I do actually have some experience in podcasting and education. Not necessarily, like, doing it, but I we have courses in the online programming that I'm involved in that do this activity. Um, and we've used WordPress before to do it, like another tool mm-hmm. we've talked about yep. uh, in the past in high tech. Um, but the I think there's, there's, there's just an advantage to having students create content in a different way and it also engages students differently like so like i think one of the ways i've tried to explain this to people is you can think through like sure you can have students come together do a group activity to write a paper right uh that they're gonna do and i'm not saying it's not not good but what would it look like to actually have them instead of write a paper like come together in a group activity and create a podcast series on that topic there's a lot of similar carryover. Like, okay, so you're going to try to think about the movements of the paper, right? You're going to think about the different topics that you're writing, how they fit together. You have to do that in a podcast as well. You have to think through how your episodes, your... You uh, Well, should. maybe. <laughs> you should. It's, uh, it's helpful in, if in, you do that. In a short project like this, you could set right. how many episodes sh- they're going to do. You could yeah. set, like, how they're going to... They need to outline the episodes. You could... There's stuff that you can do, okay? It obviously looks a little bit different in the wild when you're doing a podcast like we do where uh, we're just continually talking about a large topic. Um, so, although I will say we outline and plan out how things are happening. So, Josh and I have, uh, have gotten more and more, I think, official or better outlines since we started the podcast. You know, like we originally yes. would just like, right, topic, question, go. And But, you know, when we dig yeah. into something that we might not be as familiar with, like we put together an outline. There's always bullet points, references, links, et cetera. And, and that's just yeah. for us to put this together because we care. But if you had your students doing it, like that should be a no-brainer. They should have yeah. to do that kind of stuff. And the examples I have, I remember an instructor we know well, uh, and uh, that he did this in his class on like historical figures, and uh, like theologians, I think at the time because it was a religious class. Um, okay, so this might be coming back to you now. Yep, it is. Um, he did a podcast where they had to do stuff about these these topics, and he has awesome stories of students getting like super engaged and like going way overboard with how they do stuff. 
because they like really enjoyed creating this podcast because at the end of the day, they were able to actually like talk to each other and plan out and really cool conversations came out of those podcasts um, that they were able to. Now, I think what I like to see some people do like a debrief after they do a podcast activity, they'll do like the students have to debrief on kind of what they've learned, like kind of a reflective activity at the end of it. And uh, I think that's helpful when you do something like this, yeah. like have them reflect on what they've learned through the podcast, not just uh, doing stuff so they can kind of take away what they've, they've done through it. But there was a lot of, um, a lot of benefit to that. And he actually did a thing where he had like the students become different parts of the podcast. Like they had roles, right. And we can attest to this because you and I have roles in our podcast. Uh, I don't edit uh, because that's a bad idea. Um, okay. <laughs> and I create the images because I love you, but it's a bad idea the other way around. So we, we both have our responsibilities. Josh's so stuff he had... is great. My stuff, <laughs> you don't need to see the things I wrote on napkins, folks. So, um, the, uh, the point though, is that he had them select roles. So there was like an editor, there was a person who started kind of drafting the content. There was a person who, created the web pages for stuff like he had people kind of take roles yeah and within that he found that students just took a lot more responsibility and found a lot uh, kind of had this creative element to the activity that had them engage in a whole different way and he still had them write papers for the course some do a whole bunch of stuff but they were basically releasing a podcast episode every week in this online course yeah um which is really cool and and i think that like the opportunity for the students, of course, is to dig deep into the content. That's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, the students then get the chance to work together and they, you know, there's something to like a skill of podcasting, learning the software, learning, you know, whatever the platforms are, that kind of thing. Uh, but, but then you know that they've really like, I don't know. I think there's easy ways to fake papers, right? Like I've, I've faked a few papers and I gotten good grades on them. Um, you know, like, and I don't mean fake by cheat. I mean, like, just make it up, you know, like, all right, I can write a good thesis. I can write the statement. I've, I've written papers for things I don't believe in, you know what I mean? And gotten a good grade. So clearly it's, it's stuff that is possible, but with this, you, you it's long form and they're talking and, uh, unless they script it, which is pretty tip, not typical, um, you're going to hear their real thoughts, their real opinions come out in the scope of it. And that, that's awesome. Yeah, I, and conver like conversation generates out of it. I think that's the cool thing with podcasts. The whole reason, I think, at the end of the day, why people like listening to podcasts um, is because they like the chemistry and the conversation between the people who are doing it. Like they like that component of the podcast. Um, that's why I listen. There's some podcasts I listen to that I don't even really care about the topic. Like <laughs> I just like the people doing it. Wow, but yeah. so the whole point of that though is that really good the reason we we gravitate towards that is because good conversation comes out of that. And so podcasts allow for that conversation to uh, dwell and deepen on topics uh, in new and creative ways. And I think that's what's what I really like about it. Now, I want to flip this on its head a little bit too. There, I think there's another way to use podcasts in education besides student activities. So what I've found really beneficial recently is thinking about doing podcast content as an instructor for your courses. So like uh, the way that I it's most am seeing this right now is like in blended and online courses. Um, a lot of instructors just doing straight like lecture videos. And we've talked about lecture before. I don't have a problem with lecture. I like lecturing. I think when done well, it can be effective. It's just, it's not great when the video is four hours long. <laughs> um, but 
there's this really cool thing where I've been seeing some people and we've been doing in some of our courses actually getting two different instructors together to do like a podcast style mm. videos for courses. Um, and uh, I reference online and blended because that's where it fits well, but you can do this also in your classroom, like literally set up basically a podcast in the classroom with the students watching. Right. Um, like two people getting together and talking around a certain, a certain topic. Um, so that's another place I think podcasting can fit really well. It's just, again, at the core Podcasting isn't anything like super magical. It's just like it's two people talking, right? Or it's, you know, multiple people <laughs> and talking. It's not hard. It's, it could be even one person talking, but I find those more boring. So <laughs> I like the multiple person conversation. I think is helpful. Um, and at the end of the day, this could be used in multiple different avenues. Uh, whether it's an activity with a student having them do something, or you even producing content as an instructor um, to do it. Now, will while we're talking about this, let's move conversation in this direction. If somebody was to come and ask you and I, what would be kind of like the top, if they're going to do podcast activity with students, what would be kind of the top couple things that you would say you need to get into place or you need to help with the students with? Like, how would you design a podcast activity? Yeah. Yeah. The, the very first thing for me is like you have to determine, um, is it one, one student paired students or groups of students groups above three is actually i think going to be difficult when it comes to and josh and i know this so so well through this like and and we're on zoom we live five minutes away from each other we probably could probably do the podcast at the same room at this point but you know like everything that started in the pandemic we've just done it from our own houses when you can see each other on zoom and it's two people you can at least like read lips and stuff and read each other enough to be like oh he's gonna talk let me not talk or he wants to talk let me let him talk you do that with three people, four people, five people, like it can be really hard to manage conversation, you know, and not keep it and, and keep it from being chaotic or whatever. So if you're having the students do it by themselves, there's going to be some some burden, of course, to um, them doing the editing, them figuring out how to host it, like all that. One person has to do everything. If you do groups, that's great. Um, maybe you maybe you do uh, you know, do pairs if you know you're going to make all the students talk to each other. But I would say threes or fours are still possible where you might prioritize only two people speaking. Like I think that podcasting and, and public speaking is still not for everybody. So there's space in those group projects to maybe let it be, uh, you know, two speakers, an editor and, you know, the, the script or a writer or something. You know what I mean? Like you could have a, a podcast with four people or three people. We're not everybody talks or not everybody talks every episode, but uh, you get to share the roles and stuff around, right? Because to me, that that kind of design about the podcast really is maybe three or four things, right? How long do you want it to be? Does each episode have to be, I'd say, unilateral? Like, do they have to talk about something or one thing every episode or can it just has to be on the topic? Um, and then you need to design who is doing the talking. So it's kind of time the content and and the who or how it's how it's designed for the people you get those three things together and you could you could probably get this done we're going to talk about you know a software or system that can help you like deliver it and stuff like that but you know even the one that Josh and I are going to suggest today is not perfect for bigger groups it's 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 perfect for a single person doing their own podcast right um, you could they can do the entire podcast entirely through the platform by themselves you know, but if you have a group, suddenly you have two people and if they're not together, if they have to record from separate locations, getting those files together and files edited, like that's a complication. So those are the things like you need to square away at step one so you know uh, how much of a burden you're putting on the students, right? Because 
even with a 10 page, 15 page, 20 page paper, you know, if we do that in a group project, you know that you kind of assign people in those contexts to, you know, do some, do, do different roles or different pieces. It's, it's atypical that you're going to have, you know, two or three students working on a 20 page paper where they all have to write something on all 20 pages, right? Mm -hmm. You might let the students say one person does the introduction, somebody does the body, somebody does the conclusion or whatever. Or you might have, you might just let them figure it out. One person does the drafting, but somebody else has to do the editing, but whatever. Same thing in, in the podcasting. And, and what it comes down to for podcasting is you need somebody who's ready to produce it, right? Production is um, how it gets recorded, how the notes are taken or organized, what content's going to be talked about. Like that's a producer. Um, an editor has to take all of that content on the other side and boil it down into a single episode. Um, and editing goes in a whole bunch of different directions, right? I edit our podcast in probably the simplest way, short of just throwing the episodes up there, right? I open it up, I add a beginning and an ending, I look for a couple of clips, and I let it roll. Like, very, very rarely do I listen through the entire episode and clip out every second of dead air, clip out <laughs> me hitting the microphone, you know, like there's stuff yeah. like that that I just, you just, I just don't do. But if you wanted these students to put together a 10 or 15 minute podcast, that doesn't have dogs barking in the background and has specific stuff at the beginning and different stuff in the that gets so much more complicated so you have to be ready to train the students on how to edit and how to make that kind of thing yeah i think it depends on what you're doing like if you're doing a podcast like i i asked that question but at the same time i think it depends on what type of course you're doing it if you are doing sure. it like a communications course where they should know how to do all this stuff that's a totally different story you're gonna add different layers of complexity to it they're expected to know again it comes all back to your outcomes if you're in a course where they don't need to, like I'm in a literature course, a theology course, or um, I'm in a history course, and at the end of the day, they don't actually, they're not leaving this course as an outcome knowing how to edit podcasts, then for goodness sakes, just don't care with the dogs in the background. Like right. the, at the end of the day, it doesn't change the, the outcome of the activity is that they're producing content with the intention of learning something from it uh they're you're trying to achieve an outcome to it so i think at the end of the day you have to kind of decide what is the boundaries like how long do you want these episodes to be remember you've got to grade these okay as well so if <laughs> you ask you them to it. do i'm so glad hour long <laughs> episodes each time um i have some of my instructors who've done this where like they'll do something like this and they have like hour and a half episodes uh, worth of content and they've got 20 students in the course you know and they've broken them out to groups of two well, different people so they got 10 different like podcast episodes to listen to and you mentioned in a week you know our like, <laughs> our uh, friend and colleague who you mentioned yeah i remember him telling me about this like coming into work some days because he would listen to them in the car on his drive to work right like he he was trying to find time he had to yeah. make time in his day he was listening to them in the shower you know what i mean like he was doing anything he possibly could to listen to the podcast because he did it took a lot of time to get through them. Yeah, to get through all. <laughs> Even on so double speed. Do yourself and your students a favor. Uh, you know, work work around that. Um, so uh, I recommend, like, if you're gonna do this continually, I recommend like 20 minute range. I think is like good for this type of thing. Yep. Um, remember, in this podcast activity, you're not gonna literally have them creating all this content, and releasing it all at once. Ideally, you'd have them do this throughout the course. Um, and so I would do maybe 20, 25 minutes tops, and then they're going to be creating multiple episodes. So that'll eventually build into a lot of discussion and conversation and content 
that will lead to learning. But I think kind of breaking that out, because it's also, it helps them pick stuff up. I think defining how well-produced you want these videos or these uh, recordings to be. Um, if you're in a course where that's a part of the outcome, sure. If you're not, then you know what? Let them have some freedom to do what they want to do. Some students will give you straight audio of what they talked about from beginning to end, barely editing it, other than to making sure it's in your required time limit. Um, yep. And some students will go crazy and add intro music and like segments and noises. And that's great. And they'll discover allow they have a passion have, for podcasts. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Allow them to have the creativity to do that. I think that area, giving them the flexibility of making it as, uh, as much of making it an activity. That's not a barrier, um, but giving them flexibility to uh, take it further and to engage with it. I think it's kind of the sweet spot when you're doing a lot of these in courses where the end result isn't that they become master podcasters. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's, that's my piece. A uh, couple other things before we jump into our tool, um, set clear guidelines, definitely have kind of like a kind of low stakes onboarding to this. Maybe have them do kind of like an intro episode. That's yep. kind of, they don't have to do a lot of research um, or set up, but they're mainly focusing on just getting their flow for how they do the episodes. Um, and I would encourage, uh, you don't have to do this, but I prefer like making them put the audio somewhere creative, like a site or like some place that they can put it to kind of just add that extra layer, uh, to it. Um, now obviously you can do, it if you're using like an LMS, you could also, I've seen people just basically, they upload their audio files to a discussion and people right. listen to them. That's fine. Um, but I like taking it a little bit of a step farther, kind of making it more of a fun creativity or creative activity. Yeah. So, um, that's the one area I would throw. And then the last thing I want to throw in here to my recommendation are two things. Sorry. They keep adding on, um, encourage your students to outline stuff to do some of that. Like don't just have them straight record. I think it is helpful, not necessarily to script, but to like outline, uh, their stuff. Like what a kind of low stakes onboarding I could think of doing this is literally having them do like a practice episode. And while they're doing a practice episode that week, also have them maybe like outline what their first, you know, several episodes are going to look like. Um, so they can kind of get a feel of what they're going to be doing. Um, yeah. You want to try to use some of that time to get that out of the way. So then when they get started to actually creating content, they can focus on it and they can focus on the research um, that they're probably going to have to do if they have to do that. Here, uh, here's a doubling doing. up point on that outlining thing. So hold on to your second thought yet, because I want to hear yeah. that still. But here's this. is This happened to our colleague, and I, I know it's happened to us at some levels. Um, this is the Internet. This is technology. This is uh, voodoo and gremlins. Things happen to episodes. We've lost recordings. Um, our friend lost. Students lost. Those outlines are also really helpful in those moments when the when the students are freaking out. We 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 thought we recorded it. Somebody didn't hit the press the button. Somebody deleted it by accident. The USB drive it was on got lost. Whatever happens, right? That outline. Two thousands. Well, um, not some of the students were. Um, <laughs> that outlining step can be at least something where you can be like, Hey, just submit your outline to me. I want to see that you have notes. I want to see that you had something prepared for the episode and I'll give you a day to, you know, go re record it or something mm -hmm. like that. Like it's just a, it is, it's a proof that they didn't just mess around with you and not record that week. Right. Like if they take the effort, yeah. they put the outline together. It is a nice thing that they could, they could submit as an artifact if something else happened or just to say mm -hmm. like, Hey, this is how I, I brought my, my ideas together. What was your, what was your other thing? All right. So last thing here. Um, and this is the one that you might not like as much because you're my tool guy on this episode. Okay. Pick one darn tool to recommend <laughs> to them. Okay. 
Um, so I, I feel bad because I feel like this is just us using this colleague as an example. And if he listens to this, he never will. But if he does, uh, he's going to know who I'm, who I'm talking about. I'll never forget the day I had to review the activity that he set up on this as a technologist and seeing that he had recommended five different podcasting platforms to the students. Um, stop it. Stop. There's no reason to do that. Okay. My general practice is this. I pick the tool that I most likely want the students to do with one exception. I leave a door open. If the student has a tool, they already know better that they are able to do that tool. Because at the end of the day, I want them to do whatever they're the most comfortable with. Right. So like, if it's not going to ruin how I'm grading their activities, I don't care. But I'm not going to suggest Anchor, uh, the other tools, I'm trying to think through, like oh, WordPress. <laughs> right, right. Uh, sorry. Um, the, it's just uh, uh, this is as much know, as you know about uh, podcasting equipment as I do about engineering. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know. I'm like throwing a blank. Zencaster, sorry. Right, right, I'm throwing right. a blank for podcasting tools right now. Um, so... Like, he suggested all of these different tools, and I would not do that. And here's why. I would suggest one, because that also gives you the ability to, the kind of addendum to this is, do the work to find guidance that that tool gives on how to use it. Yeah. Um, and provide that to your students. Don't expect that they're just going to be able to open it up and start recording. That's not how it works. It's not that simple. Make sure you have that information ahead of time for them. Whether you have a physical class, you can walk through it with them in class, um, or you're doing an online course and you just need to provide guidance. Most of these podcasting tools are good enough that they've got help guidance on how to use their tools. Right. So go looking for that and find the right. Most of them will have like a getting started guide that you can provide to your students um and do that but pick one tool one and, and one only josh and i have been doing this now <laughs> a, a little under a year but we've used a couple different tools in the process of ours like exploration and trying and we've been pretty yeah. consistent on how we record and edit but like even we when we use something for an interview with a, with another person right we pick up a tool that we don't use every day and so it's like oh crap do we do this again is there a chat in here how do i can we see each other why can't you know yeah. there's been a couple times we've tried to do interviews and josh's audio won't work it's like yeah. we are quote unquote hobby professionals like we do this regularly and yet it still doesn't work for us, right? Yeah, so it throws off us sometimes. Make sure your students who may have zero experience with this reduce that burden for them, reduce that stress. They don't need one more thing that's going to piss them off, scare them, frustrate them in the process. Just keep it yeah. simple. Oh, and the small thing that we've been talking about relatively is uh, think about assigning roles in the activity. If you do groups, think about assigning out who's going to do what. Like... Uh, because there is different roles to it. There's editing, there's different, like, so uh, think about trying to do that in the groups. I think that's very beneficial. The person we know who did this, it was very beneficial to do that. Yeah. Uh, and it helps carry some of the weight. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just had that no. thought. I was like, we've been kind of referencing it, but we never actually explicitly stated Make sure. <laughs> that was a thing that you should do. Yeah. Well, uh, and, so, and yeah. if you do an assignment where it's just one student doing a podcast by themselves, like you need to know that they are taking on all those roles. So be sensitive. Yeah. If you give it to just, keep you know, simple. one student, right. Keep it maybe shorter time frame. If it's one student by themselves, you know, maybe the content's simpler. Yeah. Uh, here's my last twist on this conversation topic before the app, right? We're talking about podcasting for education and we kind of come in with this assumption like here's how you would set up your students to podcast for it. That's not the only way to use podcasting in education, right? Like Josh was saying, maybe you do your own lectures or whatever, but 
just pick and use podcasts. Let the students listen oh, yeah, to podcasts. 100%. Or um, I think something that's really, really cool and really important about your students creating these podcasts is have them share them with the class. Like do something where they are interacting with each other's podcasts, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's great to have them just be going and producing them, but there's a value to listening to podcasts, to maybe doing like critiques. Like that could be week one. If you're going to do a podcast activity in your course, maybe week one is just listening to other podcasts and doing critiques. You know what I mean? Maybe it's maybe you can find something that's relevant to your topic area, or you that's could true. tell them to just go watch, listen to their own, so that they have a sense of the flow of a podcast. Like Josh and I did. Josh has listened to a lot more podcasts, I think, than I have. But when we started thinking about doing this, I started listening to more podcasts because I wanted to hear how people started their episodes. Did people use music or not? If they use music, did they use it the entire episode? Like those are things that you don't necessarily mm-hmm. know you want to know. But listening to other really good podcasts can be can be very helpful. So that can help them figure out like the technical stuff, but it could also just be an activity for your course. Like go and listen to this podcast and write reviews or write critiques on it. They don't even it doesn't even have to be creating. Using podcasts for in- instructional material is super super important, and frankly, it can really anchor them in the material that you're working on. You know. You can just keep them really, really yeah. situated. Can, can really anchor them in there. Uh, so the tool we're talking about today uh, is a tool that Will and I use every week. Uh, it's we're not sponsored by them, <laughs> um, hashtag but not uh, a we hashtag not a sponsor, but we do run our podcast through them. It's called Anchor. Uh, so Anchor is one of the major podcast platforms uh, that people use. It's connected to Spotify. It's run by the company that runs Spotify. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think the reason we wanted to talk about it a little bit is because we do think it has some value in this area. Um, I think I'll be, I'll be upfront. My big thing with, with anchor that isn't always going to work perfectly is their editing stuff. Isn't like, they don't have a lot of editing tools in their software. Um, so if you want them to do a lot of editing for the podcast, you're going to have to do something else on top of anchor. But the thing I really like about anchor is I think it's also very simple to upload content into and release episodes like it's it's pretty easy to do that through i mean you and i do that uh for this podcast for the high tech podcast very easily i mean it's we've kind of gotten a good flow with how anchor works yeah and and with with ours right i do all the editing in a third-party software because i know it like it it's free and then i take that final episode and i upload it straight to anchor but the idea here would be with a single student or maybe like a small group of students they could upload um their audio tracks in there and then like it has this very simple like kind of click and drag and drop editor system where you could they could put in like music beforehand or over you know over so over the introduction and stuff like that but it's in that process of like directly recording it into the platform that they could do it so simply if it was like one person right a single person could go to anchor sign up for an account click record in the platform do their 10 minutes save it and then it's done and it's available to you. Uh, like mm-hmm. it's it's so cool how easy that is. And frankly, it's one of those things that I think democratizes access to this this platform. Because like Josh mentioned early on, like oh yeah, it used to be you had to go to Apple to get to get podcasts. And I was like yeah, or you had to do like peer to peer. Like the RSS feeds of the old days were the only way to get podcasts. You you subscribe to a feed if somebody was putting one out, and I don't know how they set them up, right? But you'd subscribe to an RSS feed and. Anytime they put a, a podcast episode out, it directly downloaded to whatever device you set the feed up with. That's a lot yeah. of technical knowledge, and you have to understand that stuff, and you have to know where to look for them. And frankly, you had to go to somebody's website to get their RSS feed. Today, something like Anchor 
becomes a central point for you to put your episode and it will send it out. It sends it to Apple, Spotify, you know, all these other third party ones. Like it makes it very yeah. easy to Google podcasts. It makes it very easy to get to a podcast and to distribute it. So that's that's one of those things that like if you yeah. want your students in one place to, you know, record it, put it together and send it out, boom, anchor. It's completely free, no cost, no issue. Yeah. Yeah, now in, edu- in your education activity, you're probably not going to necessarily have them sending them out to all the podcast platforms like we do, um, but it creates an anchor site that your students can link to. So, like, that's the other place you always got to think about. How do I have my students submit this work to me? Um, one of the things I'm really a big fan of is, while, yes, they can go in and submit work, uh, it'd be nice if they just kind of had a site where their, web- their episodes uploaded week to week uh, that you can go look at. Um, and that maybe early on in the course, they're submitting to you their link. Uh, that's kind of their first deliverable, right? Is let's get the website up and running site. and maybe do like a test episode. Yeah. And then from then on, you can kind of be checking it on a weekly basis. You can even encourage other students to listen to each other's podcasts. Like there's kind of cross listening that can happen really easily. Um, and anchor gives you the ability to do all that stuff. The other thing I really like about anchor one, it's free, which we, yeah. we love that, uh, which is why we, we use it. Um, and, uh, but uh, students can customize it; they can add images to it. But the other thing I really like about the editing backend uh, that I don't, we don't use much because of our own, because of the way we do our podcast. But uh, for education, would be really helpful. Is you can easily get like they provide like default transitions and music and stuff that you can use inside the podcast. So it makes it easy for your students to be creative with the episode without having to go looking for a whole bunch of stuff um, for their podcast. So I think that's what I really like about Anchor as well. Is that it's just it's super easy to get some of that stuff into your episode and for education would be super easy uh, to do that as well. And then also at the end of the day, what I like about these types of activities is that hopefully somebody out of this also gets a bug for doing this and they enjoy it and they find a new passion that they like to do using an actual platform that is a real podcasting platform like anchor allows them to get their feet wet in a real platform, not just recording audio in their LMS and submitting it to the course. Um, and so that's what I really like that and anchors built for this, like canvas. I love you, but you're not built for people recording podcasts. Okay. That's not what they're built for. So that's anchors made for it. So you're ultimately, it's going to make the experience easier for your students because the tool's designed to do what you're asking them to do. And so that's what I like about anchor. I think it's a good solution. There's other solutions out there, but I think anchor is just an easily accessible tool and it doesn't take a lot to learn it. That's why I think I really like anchor if setup. your students are recording more than one person, they cannot, they, I don't think they're going to just do that straight in the anchor. Like I, I've, I've looked, I'm pretty sure you can't record two audio files at the same time in anchor. And that's, that's the bummer. If it could do that, it would be the end all be all Josh and I would simplify our entire process. <laughs> I, I, I oh, wouldn't yeah, be doing what we do every week to edit episodes and get it done. But, but, but here's a simple solution, right. like in education, especially like if they're doing it together, like they're recording it, put them on right. zoom, have zoom, do the recording. They just download the audio and they Bingo. throw it in. Day. That's what I was going to suggest. Like it's it's right. not that hard. To do if, that if they get caught up in the fact of like, oh, Anchor doesn't have the feature to record both of us, that's going to be a breakdown for them. But it's like, no, just send them over to Zoom, do a Zoom recording. At the end, you got to make sure you set your Zoom recording features to give you like the, the the audio file separately. But you can just take that audio file, boom, upload it straight into, into Anchor. You're done. Well, you could do video too. Anchor actually does video oh. now. So, uh, or they will be doing video. This whole thing, man. Spotify is doing video boom. podcasts now. So... 
that's a side thing that high tech maybe has been looking into. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but, uh, huh? Video? Uh -huh. What? No. Ridiculous. Uh, so they do that. So if you wanted to do something like that as well, uh, Anchor's a good platform for that. So in general, I just think Anchor's one that we can comfortably come to you on the podcast and say, we've been using it for almost a year. Uh, we release everything through it. It's super nice. And even for your students, they can record stuff ahead of time and publish it to release on the dates yeah. they need it to. Like, that's what we do. Uh, I mean, what are you talking about? We record the week yeah. of every we, time. We record uh, this at 5 a.m. We never record ahead of time. Whatever week you're listening to that right now, we just recorded it at 5 a.m. Yeah, that Tuesday. It's definitely still 2021 uh, as we record this episode. It's fine. Shh. You don't Fourth reveal wall, that. Baby. It's 20. It's 2023. <laughs> we time traveled. Awesome. <laughs> so anyway, check it out. Go check out Anchor. Uh, Anchor.fm. Yeah. Right? Anchor.fm is the, their website. The, uh, thing. I should know this. I go there every week. <laughs> it's a uh, so, anyway, with that said, uh, yeah, go check it out. Anchor. So uh, thank you for joining us again, guys, for another episode. Uh, just kind of a little wrap up here. Uh, on our next episode, we're going to be talking about should we standardize online courses or not? Uh, this is a fun topic oh. for Will and I. I don't know. Some of you may not care, but whew, we're gonna we're gonna let the opinions <laughs> fly. I don't know where we both stand on some of these opinions. I can't wait. Um, and then uh, it's gonna be great. And then we're gonna talk about an, uh, a tool called Irad. I right? think so. I said it right. It's I did it. Spelled. Okay. Cool. This is a, this is a Will package. <laughs> so uh, I don't. I don't know this one as well, uh, but I will by the time we were, uh, talk about this. So next week, we're going to be talking about those two things. Uh, should we standardize online courses? And we'll be taking a look at the app IORAD and what it can be used for. So just again, a reminder before we, we leave you to your own life um, and you no longer have to hear our beautiful voices. <laughs> uh, just remember, we're online. We're there. We're on Twitter. We're going to keep saying it until enough people follow us. So if you're annoyed by it and you're not following us, follow us this is like that's that, you know the youtube it's thing click subscribe now yeah just do it i know it feels like blackmail that's because it is um you're but here you aren't follow you? us anyway <laughs> you should yeah you're listening to us come on so at high tech podcast is our twitter handle uh make sure to subscribe follow us on twitter talk to us we want to talk to people we want to actually know who's listening to us you guys some of you are obscure humans that we don't actually know we who you are still want to know who's uh, listening so, from the czech republic like I, I just there's we have questions yeah i don't i don't know who you are uh but hit us up on twitter so uh and then also uh check out our website hightechpod.us uh we put tons of cool resources on there every episode if you've been listening to us and not check out our website every episode you listen to has some type of page with it with context about the app that we do uh, links to help guides on it how to get started with it uh goal is kind of that you can take that and get started with whatever app we talk about so check us out at hightechpod.us uh and then our anchor handle uh anchor.fm slash hightechpod uh you can also find all of our episodes and all of us on your favorite platform straight from anchor so check yeah. us out online um and uh, make sure you talk to us we want to hear from you so Thank you again, guys, for another week joining us uh, as we continue to try to learn how to harness that technology, whether it's podcasting, video games, uh, pencils, magic things, <laughs> pencils. I don't know. Let's try to come up with something fun. Uh, harnessing it in a uh, classroom, whether you're teaching online or physical, uh, we're just happy to keep talking about this, and we'll keep talking about it until NBC cancels. Until so, then. See ya. See ya.